Welcome to Straight Out of Limitations. I am your host, Colleen Heaton, and today we're talking with a true warrior and my friend, Aiden Davis, and his warrior mom, Regina. Hi, y'all. Welcome, and thank you for being here today. I know you both, but would you please introduce yourselves to our audience? Davis, I, uh, <laughs> I am a warrior. I just like to have fun. I do no limitations. And- yeah, just like this. Have fun. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just have fun. Just to have fun. Can you tell our listeners how old you are? Twelve. I'm 12 years old. Twelve years old. Hey, Regina, mm-hmm. would you introduce yourself? I'm Regina, and uh, this is my uh, favorite warrior here sitting beside me. And I, I am so blessed to be his mom. And um, we're so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us to share a little bit and bring light to our story. Um, we, um, my husband is at, currently at work, but his name is Edward. And we have five children. Aiden is our youngest. So let's go ahead and dive into that. Since you you had children before Aiden, uh, this this pregnancy was was something that should have just been routine by that time. But when did you know that something was different? Um, well, the the uh, first of the pregnancy, you know, the morning sickness and all those things were just kind of right on spot um, and uh, we went for we were we were military just so that everybody knows and we were stationed in Fort Lewis Washington um, we went me and Ed went for our first uh, ultrasound and immediately um, the ultrasound tech was very quiet um, she uh, said, okay, I got all the pictures. Um, I'm going to move you guys to this room over here. And the doctor will come in and go over and view all this with you. And uh, with my with my other pregnancies, um, they were like, uh, you. It, it was so different from that because I – Immediately, they were pointing out, you know, this is baby's heartbeat, this is baby's this, this is baby's that, and um, not so much with this pregnancy. And so, so, so you thought uh, you thought right then something's, that something's wrong. wrong. Okay. Yes, and um, then we, uh, of course, were sitting there in this room, and um, I was thirty-five. At that time, or actually, um, 38, no, 35, around 30, 36, yeah, of age. And um, 
so we had already been, you know, told that uh, they're, you know, having pregnancies later than uh, the age of 35 or at risk and this and that. And, um, but we didn't, we didn't care. We, we wanted Aiden. Um, we are a blended family. So, um, uh, I have two biologic, uh, two other children that are biologic. And then Ed has, uh, that are biologically his uh, previous marriage and I have one from a previous marriage and that um, our daughter Nikki um, her pregnancy was good and then I had Austin which is Aiden's brother and his pregnancy was good so this was my third pregnancy and um, that I carried but we have five children all together um, and with that being said, um, we did we we wanted one more between us, and so uh, we went ahead even with those chances um, that there could be something. We didn't care. We just wanted um, an, another child right. between us, and so um, as we're sitting here in that room, we're thinking, oh, what could it be? Maybe this is just the military's way of doing things, you know, and, and still trying to keep positive. But all the other pregnancies were, you know, uh, they were just, they would, were happy. They were telling, the tech was telling you what you needed, you know, this is the heart, this is that. And, and they did not with this. And so we're sitting there and we're just kind of in anxiety uh, uh, back and forth. And we have a strong faith in, and God, and we're like, you know, whatever this is, we're going to just hit it full face with our faith and know that whatever it is, it's God's plan. Okay. And so um, the doctor comes in and he proceeds to tell us that uh, the first thing that they seen wrong was that um, I only had a one artery umbilical cord. And there's normally two. Okay. And so, um, and that baby was a lot smaller than what should be. Um, his heart and all his major organs were shifted to the left side of his body um, and not placed in the right places. Um, that there was something majorly wrong uh, with all these things that they've seen with his organs and, and, and such um, with the amniotic fluid that was around the baby, uh, the amount that there was going to be major, major problems. And with my age, he's like, if this, they actually said, he actually said it was Edwards syndrome. Um, those babies, yeah, those babies do not live, um, even, but uh, the longest living one was three hours at at this point. Um, and, um, he recommend that we, uh, terminate this pregnancy. And, um, of course with mine and my husband's faith in God and, and all, we both just looked at 
him and said, we're not into uh, God's uh, business. That's his job. If we carry this baby uh, to full term and it doesn't make it or whatever God has in this plan for this pregnancy um, is in God's hands. And so we um, pretty much looked at him and said, we're going to continue with the pregnancy. And um, because you're recommending that we uh, terminate this pregnancy, we're going to also be uh, just because we feel that uh, we need a, a doctor that's going to be first for a high risk pregnancy doctor and second uh, one that's going to do everything possible to uh, save our child's life. And so, um, we change doctors, and we begin our, our long journey of pregnancy. Um, How old that were your at, other children at this time, Regina? Um, Nikki was, so Austin was four. Um, Nikki was 13. Um, uh, Jessica was 12, and Jordan was 15. How did you... How did you explain what was going on to them? How much information did you give them in the beginning? Well, we were very honest with all of our kids, even our four-year-old. Uh, we didn't want to uh, bring expectations that, you know, I'm going to go in the hospital and we're going to have a healthy baby and we're going to bring this baby home. Mm-hmm. Um, that there could be lots of challenges um, intellectual challenges there could be lots of uh challenges with um physical uh emotional um the whole you know nine yards and um everyone uh received that information in their their own way um i would say probably the one that it has affected more than any of them was would be Nikki and Austin. Um, Nikki, because she was the older daughter, and she kind of picked up the the space where Mama wasn't there when Mama was at the NICU with Aiden or at doctors' apartments or hospitals with the younger child Austin. And Austin, because at four, they just expect you bringing home baby brother and baby brother is going to be okay. Right. And um, And for our listeners today, Nikki has her own child and she is a wonderful, loving mother. So yes, he's beautiful person. Yes. I'm so proud of And you should be so proud of her. Okay. Did, did more information come along during your pregnancy or was it not until birth? No, yes. Um, so uh, we went to the um, the um, high-risk pregnancy that they had there at Fort Lewis. Um, got a wonderful, wonderful doctor. And um, they did, you know, uh, labs and blood work. And um, we just told them that with whatever information you give us um it will not change our perspective on 
um, going through with the rest of this pregnancy and uh, just embracing whatever God lays uh, in front of us. And so, um, but at 25, with those tests, those blood tests, actually nothing came back, uh, like no Down syndromes, no nothing of that sort. Um, but um, they said, you know, they're to, uh, to get any definite information, um, amio and pieces. And um, at that point, earlier, before the 25 weeks, um, we were like, no, we don't want to take that risk that because those can cause uh, spontaneous um, uh, miscarriages and things like that. So we didn't want to take that risk. And But at 25 weeks, I went into preterm labor because I had so much amniotic fluid around uh, Aiden that um, uh, it was telling my body I was 42 weeks pregnant and it was time to deliver. Okay. And so you can imagine I was pretty huge as a person for, and so I had this, uh, half a pound baby with 42 weeks of amniotic fluid, which the doctors then informed me that that would probably mean that there was something that was not correct from Aiden's swallow to his rectum because babies process their amniotic fluid and that um, the process going where that they don't get too much amniotic fluid around them um, and so um, the way that they put me in the hospital I was in there for six weeks on bed rest um, the way that they stopped my contractions was um, they teamed with an ultrasound and doctors, and they removed all the am ex excess amniotic fluid, uh, plus gave me medication to stop the um, the uh, contractions. With that, when they had to do that to keep him in longer so he could grow more, um, then we signed papers for them to send the amniotic fluid off for testing. And they said, you know, it's a long process we could get the results back before delivery um we might not and um so um they kept me on strict i was in the hospital for six weeks finally uh, after those six weeks they let me go home and said that there would be nothing at this point no more that they could do that the next time Aiden would go in, if I would go into preterm labor with Aiden at that point, I would have to go ahead and deliver him. And when did they that happen? At 35 weeks. Um, so they sent me home at 30, like 32 weeks uh, pregnancy, and at, I kept him in uh, three more weeks longer at home, just being on strict bed rest at home. Um, and the week before I went into preterm labor, they gave, uh, came back with the results from the amio and pieces that the fluid that they had sent off and um, said that there was a marker. They don't know it is a very rare marker. So they don't know if um, me or my husband has that marker or not um, and what this means 
um, it might not mean anything. And so uh, they took mine and Ed's blood and sent it off. And we didn't get those results back until uh, two weeks after Aiden was already born. But at 35 weeks on Friday the 13th in March, um, Aiden, I went, that's actually the 12th, March 12th, I went to the doctor. And um, they did uh, some more tests, and the doctor said, speak along. And he said, you'll be doing good if you make it through the weekend. And so we left that appointment. We were in the in the um, elevator, and Ed makes a comment. He can't be born on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to have this baby on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't do that. And so um, we went home, and uh, on that night, the 12th, uh, I went into labor again, and uh, we called a church member that had agreed to come to our house and sit with our kids. And we went in, and little uh, four-pound baby kept flipping back and forth because he had another whole ocean. At that time, I was measuring back again 42 weeks amio again um it had just re-increased again um and so um the doctor said uh it's too dangerous to let you to deliver um with um out a c-section because he keeps flipping and so um i smallest baby i've ever delivered i had to deliver c-section I was like, I could have pushed him out sideways. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he was born, um, and I was very sick by the time he was, uh, and they took him. Uh, my body uh, started uh, getting really sick with some kind of um, uh, stomach stuff or what, and it, it uh, they were like, she's really sick. And so they started me on um antibiotics and everything and Ed was very very nervous uh very scared um and I had to make him promise me that when they got Aiden out uh after the c-section that as soon as they took him to the NICU because they said he would be definitely going from the uh, operating room straight to NICU and I said I told Ed I said I know you want to stay with me I know I'm sick God's got me but our baby we don't know how long he has and if he only has a few minutes an hour or two he needs one of his parents right. and uh, so I made Ed promise that he would follow Aiden to the NICU uh, we did know he was a boy already and we researched his name, and his name means little fire. Wow, and how appropriate. Yes, and so that is a perfect why he got of what I am. Is a perfect description of who you are. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, we gave him that name. Um, his middle name is Wayne, and um, that was 
um, my uncle, most favorite uncle's name uh, was Wayne, and um, he passed away when Ed was on his first tour uh, in Iraq um, right after 9-11, and so we also gave him a middle name that was, he, he had a long fight with cancer. He was a fighter, and so that was the other part of Aiden's name. So that's how he got his name. And he has definitely <laughs> lived up to that. Yes, he has. So uh, when he was delivered and um, Ed came back in and he said, I said, how's the baby? Why are you here in the room with me? And why aren't you with him? And he said, they're going to come in and they're going to explain everything. And um, so uh, he said, I could tell you, but you would just ask me all the same questions. And it's better that you ask the doctors. And so probably after he said that he's fine, he's stable. At this moment, he is stable. And so um, they came in and they told us that, uh, told me that he was born without an anus, which is a bunhole to poop, is how they explained that to me. Um, and um, they were like, uh, if, you know, he, there's a lot of other things like uh, he's, or we've got him on oxygen support with CPAP and, and this and that. And, but, um, the doctor that can help with his, uh, him needing to, um, get rid of his waste will be back in the country in three days. Oh, goodness. And so, um, and they're like, and, He's stable and he will be fine. Um, we also don't want to just rush him into surgery if he's not going to do this. Um, end up ending his life early, so we need to support him, make sure that he is strong enough for this first surgery that's going to happen in three days. And um, so um, the doctor that uh, was in over in Iraq um, helping um, some of the children over there in Iraq um, was due to fly home. Um, he literally got off the airplane and went straight into surgery with Aiden. And, and how was your health at this time? I was getting better with the antibiotics that they were giving me, um, and um, they licked me. Uh, with uh, 12, af uh, 12 hours after delivery, I was able to, they were able to wheel my whole um, bed into their NICU uh, and let me um, hold Aiden skin to skin and love him in case he didn't make it. Um, and then, um, and then I want to say 18 hours, 24 hours later, I was able to walk into NICU. And there, that's where I stayed uh, by his crib uh, 
a lot until I was discharged to home. And just so happened, our base housing was right across the street from the hospital. So um, I was back and forth uh, between my home with my other children and seeing Aiden. Um, Three days later, he went in to his first surgery and had an ostomy placed and to be able to relieve his waist. Um, He made it through that surgery, but um, after that surgery, he started having um, real bad difficulty breathing and um, keeping his DSAT up and heart rate up. And the doctor said they had already done um, uh, studies on his heart, and the doctor said there's something just not right. And so there were two doctors. One was seeing one thing on the echocardiogram and the other was seeing something else. And so they sent it over to a hospital in Marybridge, uh, in Tacoma at Marybridge Hospital uh, to a heart surgeon. And sure enough, Aiden did have the condition that the one doctor was arguing that he had. And the other doctor said, I don't see it. But he did, and so um, they had to grow him a little bit bigger because at this point he had um, he was four pounds at birth and 17 inches long, but at this point he had lost weight, and so uh, they had to grow him back to at least birth weight or a little bit more. So uh, they supported him by machine for two months, and then at two two months he went from that hospital to the other hospital and had open heart surgery to prepare his heart. And then from there at nine months, he had uh, the doctors did a reconstructive surgery and made an anus. And um, we've had 45 surgeries since then. How many hospitalizations? Um, so many that I couldn't tell you how many hospitalizations, surgeries, I keep up with the numbers. Um, but uh, with this, they at four weeks of age is when we got the um, diagnosis. Uh, at that particular hospital, they had a geneticist that was older than before they started testing blood for genetics. <laughs> oh, goodness. And he came into uh, the hospital, the NICU, and he looked, they seen that Aiden's eyes were different. Yeah, he has bilateral colobomas in each eye. He has ear pits. Um, there are some significant, that not having the anus, the heart condition that he was, uh, diagnosed with uh, it's called a total anonymous pulmonary venture return. All those go with the syndrome that Aiden was diagnosed with, but uh, they couldn't. He couldn't be like this is a hundred percent sure uh, because he has to wait for the blood to come back. But he, with all that being said, he said I'm like ninety eight point this percent that your child has a syndrome. Uh, I've diagnosed one person 35 years ago 
and um, it was cat's eye syndrome. It wasn't Edwards syndrome, <clears throat> which was good because there are people living with cat's eye syndrome. So our choice to fight for Aiden's um, pregnant, the pregnancy and for his life was the right choice. And um, so uh, he has, a, it's on chromosome 22. And on that chromosome, there's different, different syndromes on that chromosome. There's different either deletions or additions. And Aiden's is an, an addition. And so, uh, so he has an extra piece of chromosome 22. Um, so, um, he has, um, and just about all the stuff that goes with it, uh, as far as organs that have been, um, effective because, uh, the, the difficult thing with the cat's eye is some have this and some don't. So I think the only one thing that Aiden doesn't have is, um, the, uh, double kidneys he doesn't have double kidneys he has uh he did have kidney reflux but not um the extra kidney um and, and some of them have no let, uh, but only one kidney so let's let's make this um go ahead and make this clear to our audience as far as hospitalizations you guys haven't even been home 24 hours from your most recent hospitalization this is correct yeah. So, um, his doesn't have very good motility of his intestines all the way from his throat all the way down. Um, and, uh, what is the main issue is why we go in the hospital so much is because, uh, every time he gets sick with normal viruses in our community, uh, that most people and kids can just fight off at home. Um, Aiden gets, it overworks his intestines and his gut shuts down and he has to go on uh, nutrition by um, intravenous. Um, so he has a port that they access and give him his uh, TPN, which is total, total uh, uh nutrition. And so that is uh, chemically made in a lab um, uh, at a pharmacy, and they ship that to us. And that's what he gets to have until his stomach decides to wake up and do what it's supposed to do. Right. Okay, so you, he's, he's delivered. He survives. He has a couple major surgeries. How old was he when he actually got to come home? He was six months old. Came home at they, six. Yeah, they actually called him the senior citizen of the NICU. Oh, goodness. I like that. So so he comes yeah. home, and, and y'all begin to learn how to live your lives and how to... Um, Care for him. Yes, and uh, still have other children. He, yes. When he came home, he had an ostomy. He had in and out casting because with his uh, surgery to uh, make the anus, um, they have to cut through a lot of the um, 
the bladder nerves and things like that. And so he was in bladder retention until um, the nerves in his bladder would heal. And um, so for the first uh, six months after, so he didn't come home till he was six months. And then from that point, for six months of that part of his life, um, he... I had was doing in and out caffeine and also ostomy. So basically he just wore a diaper just to cover his area, but it didn't do nothing for him. Okay. Oh, if that makes sense. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, um, and then he also had to have feeds through uh, a G tube and, uh, because he wasn't, his jaw was very small and he couldn't, suck a bottle like a normal baby so uh, they were giving I was pumping and they we would give him breast milk through his g-tube okay so that we could give him the best nutrition that we could give him and so so move on yeah questions (laughs) (laughs) did he say he wants me to ask a question that he can answer Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually have some of those, Aiden. What What can you tell me about limitations that you have from day to day? Mm. Probably. I asked that tough question. That's a tough question. Okay, let's. I, I was probably saying, hearing. Yeah, vision. I was trying to my hearing and, and vision. Hearing and vision. Okay. I think that you can talk about this. We met yeah. through Challenger Little League, and then you came over and started doing sports with no limitations. What is yeah. your first memory of no limitations? Um. I think when I went to the Taylor or whatever, the place that you were there and you were saying that we're going to start no, this thing called No Limitations and that it's going to have football and <laughs> you, you want to be a part of it. And I said, yeah, sure. Okay. And something happened the day that I met you and I just absolutely adore you Aiden and I have I have close relationships with a lot of our warriors and their moms but Aiden you have a very special place in my heart and mm-hmm. I was so thrilled that you were interested in in coming over to play football but my yeah. my favorite memory of you was January 7th when you helped a group of our athletes walked me down the aisle when I got married. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember you objecting. You objected to me getting married. What was that about? She's supposed to marry me. I have loved watching you grow over the years, and I was trying to remember the year that we first met, and and off the top of my head, I can't do that, but let's... Like, one of the first years, he was, he was, um, it was 
he's got challengers. Um, he had just started um, Conley ISD after we had gotten out of the military. And um, they had someone come from challengers and talk about their uh, group. And me and Ed were like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, our hearts just got so fuzzy feeling like we're going to get to, we can sign him up and we get to see our little boy play baseball. Yes. Um, I think at that point, the, the age for challengers was uh, four or five. And I think it was that, I think it was five at that time. Yes. So that's when Aiden started. He started his very first, as, as soon as he got that age, we were on top of that. And, uh, cause he started school at three. And, um, so, uh, we were signed up and so excited. And those first games were, is where we met you. And it, it was, it was great. So, and, um, after the first game or two, Aiden had to take a leave of absence from the baseball field because he was hospitalized. Yes. So that's a that's a regular thing in your day-to-day life. A hospitalization could come at any time and it could be for a day or two or it could be a lengthy stay. Yes. Aiden This last one was only a week, thankfully. Thankfully. What what can you tell me about what it's like now at twelve years old to be in the hospital so much? It- is I hate it because I I don't get to do the things I love. I'm just stuck in a room. Just what what are the things you love to do? I mean, I like to do challenges, no rotations. Uh, I like to play video games. Mm-hmm. I, I I just like to have fun and have a good time. Yeah. What Aiden else? Aiden is very adventurous. If you say we're going to go do this, he's like, "All right, I'm on board." Right. <laughs> that that fire that uh, yes. has always been in him. Aiden, what is it like for you? You have physical limitations, mm-hmm. but mentally, you are beyond your age. So does that make it more difficult for you when you try to process everything? Mm, I don't know. I'd say maybe. Maybe. I think for a mom's perspective, it's it's really hard because like this time around, um, he, he just, he's tired. Why can't my stomach work? Why do I have to go home on TPN? You know, um, when he was littler, um, it was, we're going to go to the doctor, they're going to make you better, and we'll be all right. But now that he's becoming his own person, and he's 12, and he's a teen, preteen, and um, it, it it's different. He's like, I don't want to do this no more. I just want to, to be normal, and and it, it, it's really hard, because he had some, like, uh, emotional stress this time, just kind of breaking down, crying a little bit and saying, you know, why can't it get any better? 
you know. And and you can't really have many visitors right now because of COVID. So it's the two of you, for the most part, in the hospital, mm-hmm. isolated. Yes. So, um, and and that's a, a challenge in itself. Um, we we uh, we just all got our first vaccine. Me and Dad scheduled for our second this week, and then Aiden is scheduled for his second next week. Um. But we had to go through like all of his doctors um, and um, clarify with each individual one that because his all his elements are you know could he have the vaccine and it would it be okay for him to have the vaccine um, and so each one put their you know um, perspectives in there so right. It was a better choice for him to get the vaccine, so we all went with that. Aiden, what are your plans for the future? What would I like to do? Yes, what what would you like to do? Hmm. I want to inspire people and let them know that I go through this stuff too, and just gotta live with it, and can't do can't change nothing about it. You just gotta keep on being happy and and stuff. I love that. That's a great perspective. You're you're wise beyond your years, Aiden. What what would you like the world to know about? what they can do to make your life a little easier? Um, maybe speak up. And for, for other people to speak up and ask you questions or for you to be able to speak up? To tell them about everyone's Ah, oh, I got it. He wants to speak up for people who have disabilities that they have rights mm-hmm. um, as much as the next person has. And that, you know, um, especially like right now, so with COVID, you know, a lot of this is shutting us families that have medically fragile kids more indoors and secluded and having to watch what we do when um, there is prevention out there and if we all just took a part we could do what what needed to be done to protect these special people in our lives yes Well, we need to kind of wrap up a little bit. I know there's so much more to your story, but I have one final question, and I would like for both of you to answer this, if you would. Everything that No Limitations offers is free of charge because we have amazing donors and sponsors who come alongside and and keep us going. What, What would each of you like to say 
if you could be face to face with the sponsors and donors. Thank you for supporting us and letting us keep playing sports and doing this we probably would never do if was not without you. Regina? That is so good. Yes, I'd just like to thank um, all of them for, and I'm sorry if I get emotional, but giving me the chance to see my child do something that I would have never had the chance to do and see. Um, because of his uh, disabilities, you know, he can't just go and play uh, football on a normal football team. Um, or baseball, or soccer, or oh, basketball. basketball. Um, his the talent show, be able to sing, um, proms. I mean, you guys have reached out and done so so much, and we've gotten able to participate in in at least I would say seventy to eighty percent between hospitalizations. But um, giving me that opportunity to see things that I might not get a chance to ever see, um, you know, with Aiden's syndrome, it is um, the life expectancy is so different and they don't really know because um, it is rare and how old or he will grow to be. But um, giving us the chance to experience that in, what, in the time that we have now. And um, the one thing I love about No Limitations is exactly what it says. No limitations. It doesn't matter how old, um, how young uh, they are, what disabilities. Uh, it doesn't matter at all. It's just anyone can participate. Yes, ma'am. That's we We do our very best to live up to our name. And... And so that means if Aiden lives to be 20, 25, 30, 60, and he still wants to play right along with you guys, or if he wants to be in there volunteering, he can. Yes. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for that, and I'm grateful for everyone that has been a part of letting him be and Accepting him who he is and letting him do the things that he loves to get to uh, loves to do, but wouldn't have a chance to do that if it wasn't for y'all's group. Yes, ma'am. We have we have such amazing support in our community. Aiden, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Thank you, no limitations, and thank you, Miss Colleen, for asking if we want to do this. Podcast. I had a great time. I'm so uh, glad. <laughs> I just wish you could have been in the studio so I could see you. <laughs> Give him a hug. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Regina, would you like to add anything? Um, I would just like to to tell you that you know, um, when you set out to do this and make this group. Um, uh, your visions have went way beyond probably what you ever thought. Yes, absolutely. And I just 
love your friendship and and all that you are for and what this group is for and what it has done for my heart and um, the families that we get to interact with. Um, I really feel like they're extended family yes. um, because when you when you tell a family that doesn't have a medically fragile uh, child or a child with any kind of limitations or, or such, um, they don't understand or they're not as supportive. But we have such a support now that we have this group that we're uh, involved in. And I just love the families and all that we have and all the people that we've got to meet and all the other children. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I also, I am so thankful for you, for Aiden and for your friendship and y'all are warriors. Aiden, you are a warrior. That should be your name. It should be Aiden Wayne warrior because Davis. <laughs> Yes, because you epitomize that, and I I thank you both. I know you're tired, and you're you're glad to be home, and I hope you go and you get some rest, but thank you for letting us into your world today and for sharing your story, and Aiden, listen to me. You keep living that No Limitations life. Oh, I ain't going to stop. I know you're not. I love you, sweet boy. I also want to thank you for the gentleman that's recording. Yes. And thank you to Mike, our producer. And we're going to wrap it up. All right. right. Where will this be on? I will send you a link. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for Straight Out of Limitations. Colleen Heaton, Director of No Limitations, a unique nonprofit in Central Texas offering free adaptive sports and inclusive social activities to the special needs community. Straight Out of Limitations is made possible by Rogue Media Network. RogueMediaNetwork.com. You can find this podcast and many more wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share us with all your friends. For info on how you can become a No Limitations athlete or volunteer, check out our website, nolimitationswaco.com, or connect with us on social media, No Limitations Waco on Facebook, or No Limitations Texas on Instagram. Special thanks to Titus for the use of his song, No Limitations. It's a different day, no, what can I say? And I've been